Dan Dick out here for the ISO on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. As always, on a game day, we try to bring you a conversation with the opposing coach or the radio play-by-play guy because sometimes those radio guys know as much or more about a team than a coach does. We've got Purdue's play-by-play uh, frontman, Rob Blackman, here to talk all things Boilermakers. Rob, thanks for joining yeah, hey Dan, thanks for the opportunity. You're right. That was a that was a late night last night. Uh, just finding out at the last second we were going to play one another. So, uh, so glad we have a chance to hook up here. Well, I think it's been correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the notes in front of me, but I think it's been since 2000 when Gonzaga last played Purdue. It was my redshirt year after transferring from Washington. Uh, Gonzaga Purdue met in the Sweet 16. It was the Richie Fromm, Matt Santangelo era, and it was the Brian Cardinal era, if right. I'm not mistaken, at Purdue. Is that the last time these two teams have matched up? Yeah, 2000. And, uh, you know, a, a lot has changed and a lot has stayed the same, actually, from a Purdue standpoint, Dan. Uh, as you well know, Gene Cady was the head coach at Purdue at that time, 25 years at Purdue as the head coach. Uh, and now Matt Painter taking over for Coach Katie after spending a year as a as an associate head coach under Coach Katie. And now Coach Painter has been there 18 years. Um, so that's 43 years with just two coaches um, who both are very similar in their approach uh, to the game of basketball. So that 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 team in 2000, while that was a long time ago, uh, is very similar to this team in 2022. Again, because of the Gene Katie and Matt Painter connection, and and uh, for Purdue, uh, they've had a lot of success playing at basketball in that particular style. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, we're, we're 20, 20 some years removed, but Dan, the team will look pretty much the same, at least as far as uh, philosophy goes. When you watch Purdue play tonight, well, Purdue has has been tremendous uh, over the last few years, in particular, a couple players. Uh, they've come from Purdue to the NBA. Uh, Jay Nivey kind of came onto the scene a season ago uh, to be an All-American, be a, a very high draft pick. It's looking like Purdue might have another possible All-American in the way he's playing early this year, and that would be Zach Eady. Tell us a little bit about Zach and how tremendous the start has been to the season for him. Yeah, he certainly had a great start to the season. Uh, four games in, he's had double-doubles in all four games. Now, granted, the first couple of games were against some mid-major competition, but still, um, I think maybe one of the more interesting notes on Zach is the very first game of the year against Milwaukee. Uh, he had 12 points and 17 rebounds, and all of the Purdue fans were asking, what's wrong with Zach? Why is he playing so poorly? You know, like, wow, the guy just had 17 rebounds. You're going to be worried about how poorly he's playing. Um, but he's had a heck of a start to the season, had 30 points and, and 11 rebounds in the second game of the year against Austin P. Uh, but was probably at his best, I thought, last night against West Virginia. 24 points, 12 rebounds in that game. The thing, Dan, with Zach is he's not a high-volume shooter. At least he hasn't been yet. I think last night he had 12 shots uh, attempted, which has been about the norm for him this year. He's been in the 12 or 13 range uh, as far as shots attempted in every game. Yet he's averaging 21 points a game. So that's pretty productive, uh, as you well know, for a guy that's not getting a whole lot of shots. Um, but he is a matchup nightmare. I mean, seven foot four, 295 pounds, very skilled. Uh, he, he's not a guy that's going to step away and play from the basket. That's not where his strength lies. And he's smart enough to know that, uh, he plays about 10 feet and in, and normally doesn't get much further outside than that. Uh, if he does step, you know, 15 feet or, or, or further, it's only because he's setting a ball screen normally. That's the only reason he's doing that. So, but yeah, he's, he's off to a great start, you know, preseason all American and a couple of 
couple of publications this year, second or third team, and and deservedly so. He, he was an all-Big Ten player last year. But, uh, yeah, make no mistake about it. Uh, as Zach Eady goes, so goes Purdue. Well, Zach Eady gets a lot of notoriety and mentions for Purdue. Same goes for Drew Timmy with Gonzaga. Uh, how do you anticipate the scouting report, the game plan for Purdue to be to slow down Drew Timmy? Well, after sitting in the arena and watching him and the rest of his teammates play last night against Portland State, I, I'm not sure what that answer is. Uh, man, did those guys look good last night. Boy, they played at a high level, especially on the offensive end. Um, so I, 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 I don't know that this will be the case, but I, I don't think that Zach will probably guard Drew Timmy. I'm afraid for Zach – uh, at 295 pounds, he's just not mobile enough, I'm afraid, to, to guard Drew Timmy in the post. Uh, so I will assume Purdue will put, put Mason Gillis on him, uh, who's our starting power forward. Now the problem there is Mason's only six foot six, much more mobile, very strong, and a very good defender. But he's going to be giving up, you know, four or five inches to, to Drew. Um, so, and again, Dan, you know this, you know basketball, you played at a high level. I can only anticipate most of the TV folks and they're building their – you know, their pre-production package for tonight's game. They're going to make it out to be Drew Timmy and Zach Eady, right? Uh, and as well, they should. That's a great storyline. But I don't think those two guys are going to end up guarding one another. doesn't mean they both won't probably, you know, have a, a major role in this game. But I, I just don't I, – I don't, I don't think see Zach guarding Drew. Uh, that's kind of a long-winded answer to your question, how do you slow down Drew Timmy? Uh, I think it's going to try – Purdue's going to try to do it with a smaller player, a little more agile uh, a player and and hope for the best. The key, of course, against Gonzaga is you have to keep those guys off the offensive glass. Uh, Purdue did a poor job of that last night against West Virginia. Uh, Purdue won by 12 points, probably could have won by 20 or 22 if you just keep West Virginia off the offensive glass. That led to a lot of second-chance opportunities for them. So a uh, lot, lot, lot uh, different animal here with Gonzaga as far as talent goes. Uh, if you if Purdue allows Gonzaga a lot of second chance opportunities tonight, it's going to be tough for the Boilermakers uh, to find a way to win this game. Last question, Rob. Before I let you go, and I really appreciate the time. I know you're you're finishing your prep for the game tonight, which will be on uh, ESPN Family and Networks. But uh, you know the program at Purdue inside and out. Obviously, we've talked about Zach Eady. You mentioned Mason Gillis, maybe uh, having a, a long shot at guarding Drew Timmy at times. Uh, who is the X factor for Purdue, not only for tonight, but maybe for the season uh, to advance deep in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, very good question. I, I, it's not one particular player, Dan, but it's it's that four position, which tonight is Mason Gillis to start. But when Purdue subs, it will be either Caleb First or Trey Kaufman Wren. Uh, whomever happens to be at that four for Purdue, and they'll all play about the same amount of minutes. As long as Purdue gets really high productivity from that position, Purdue's going to be good all season long, I think. It just takes so much uh, of, of, the, of the onus off of Zach Eady and really helps him in the low post if that four is playing well. Last night, the four position did play well. You know, knocked down some threes, which that, that position had not been doing. Got a lot of rebounds, uh, which that position had not been doing. Uh, so that position played as well as they played all year, and that went a long way to beating uh, West Virginia last night. But I would say it's not a particular person, but it's that particular position. If the four plays well for Purdue this season, Purdue has a chance to be really, really good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time. Enjoy the Northwest and the PK-85 while you're out here, and best of luck uh, during Big Ten Conference play. So thanks again for joining us. 